For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners. Welcome to the 148th ever show of All Around Sports. For each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Which comes to me through my website at www.iirsports.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, in about 10 minutes, we will be joined by our weekly call in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine, who is down in New York City covering the NFL draft. I myself have covered two of them. Uh, just a few years ago, and so uh, my my thoughts are with AP. I know what uh, you know how great an event it is to cover, and uh, he's down there, of course, uh, covering all the Alabama picks, of which there were a couple in the first round last night. No surprise, there always are these days. So AP will give us insight direct from Radio City Music Hall. And that leads right into my highlight of the week, which, of course, was the NFL draft. I found it to be uh, riveting viewing, even more so than usual, and no surprise, because uh, of Johnny Manziel. I just thought, uh, you know, as he, he could, we all know he, he could have gone number one. It wouldn't have been a shocker, given it was the te- Houston Texans. He's a Texas boy, obviously. But, you know, from there, the drama built. Uh, Especially fascinating to me was how two of his teammates, who did not win the Heisman Trophy, let me add, were drafted before him. And I liked what I saw from him. I thought he was genuinely gracious uh, in congratulating them, going out of his way to kind of step out into the aisle of the green room there. Uh, Especially Mike Evans, the... Big wide receiver who was uh, really sobbing uh, nearly uncontrollably. And I thought Johnny Manziel just, uh, you know, put a, laid a big hug on him, and uh, as he did with Jake Matthews. And uh, I thought he was terrific. But anyway, that provided the drama of the evening. Let's face it, that's, he's provided the drama for the better part of a year and a half now, really, since he won the Heisman. Uh, or I should go back to when he first beat Alabama. But after he won the Heisman, the, 
the Johnny Manziel story really took off, and he is now just a, uh, you, you know, a compelling figure. There's no other way to say it. Um, somehow it seemed predestined that he would go to the Browns, uh, although nobody thought it would happen with them passing on him with their first choice and uh, letting him then, you know, uh, slide through another, whatever, 10, 12 spots before they finally traded up to get him. So he was their man, but they sure uh, made it interesting and, and took a risk. I mean, I saw the movie Draft Day in a preview uh, before it even hit theaters, and uh, obviously Kevin Costner plays Sonny Frazier, uh, and it's the Cleveland Browns. He, Kevin Costner's a GM on draft day for the Cleveland Browns, and he pulls all kinds of unbelievable moves. I won't give it away. Spoiler alert. Uh, but what the Browns did last night was along those lines. They were bold. And <clears throat> I love it. Uh, as all, all you listeners know, I grew up near Pittsburgh. I've said uh, many times on this show that the best rivalry in the NFL, bar none, Forget Colts, Patriots in their heyday. Forget Raiders, Steelers in their heyday. The best rivalry through the years is the Browns and the Steelers. Now, obviously, the timing hasn't been great. The Steelers were terrible when the Browns were great. The Browns weren't, uh, haven't been great for a long time, and the Steelers have certainly been very good, if not great. Uh, but there was some crossover of games I covered in the late 70s, early 80s. The Browns, Sam Rutigliano. Uh, the Cardiac Kids, uh, you know, that team, Brian Sipe was the quarterback, and uh, the, the, this, of course, is the same team that, you know, lost to the Denver Broncos in the heartbreaking AFC playoffs a couple years. Uh, anyway, there's nothing like it. My covering those Brown Steelers games, one in particular was simply the great, uh, among my top five greatest thrills ever in sports. That's how good that rivalry is. Obviously, the cities are close, so people drive back and forth. And I just think it's great. I want the Browns to be relevant. Uh, I want them to be good. Uh, they are now relevant. They are now much more interesting because Johnny Manziel is going to be their quarterback, period. Whether he's good, whether he's bad, they're a whole lot more interesting. All you need to do is look at the coverage of him leading up to the draft. So, uh, that was just, you know, great stuff. Obviously, the, they showed the, you know, talked about the, par, you know, the draft day party in Cleveland. Everybody went crazy. I mean, this city needed that in, in the wake of, you know, LeBron James leaving I think we all know the Cleveland history. It's been a while since they won a championship. And uh, so it is going to be fun to have the Browns uh, relevant. Uh, we're going to be seeing them on TV. There's Brian Hoyer was a quarterback doing well until he got injured. Long time back up to Tom Brady here in New England. Uh, but I think we all have every reason to believe Johnny Manziel will be their quarterback. Uh, I think you're going to see the Browns scheduled on TV a little bit more this year. Um, I thought the most interesting moment for me was when he was available to the Cowboys at, I believe, 16. And I thought for sure they were going to pick him. The fact that they didn't tells me that, you know, maybe finally 
Jerry Jones has turned over football decisions to football operations because I can't help but believe that if Jerry Jones is making that decision, he has taken Johnny Manziel. Rome, Tony Romo is 34, two back surgeries. Uh, it seemed perfect. Uh, Johnny Manziel is from Texas, and I believe, generally speaking, the Dallas area. So it just seemed to be a natural. So, But in the end, it was the Browns. Uh, getting him, which again has sort of felt predestined for a while. They were the team that just simply needed him. They didn't need him for the fan base or anything. You sell tickets. What did I hear this morning? You know, despite all their troubles since they come back into the league in '99, reborn after the Ravens move, uh, there hasn't been one blackout. So we're not talking Jacksonville here. Uh, as far as fan interest. Uh, and speaking of Jacksonville, I really liked the Blake Bortles pick. I felt they needed to pick someone who would make them more relevant, more interesting, easier to sell tickets, fill the stadium, what have you. Uh, of course, that it immediately makes you think of Johnny Manziel or just going back, you know, in the previous couple of years, Tim Tebow, who's from that area, St. Augustine. Um, Blake Bortles, in my mind, a master stroke. I'm going to give them all the credit. Uh, he's from Central Florida, played at U- University of Central Florida in Orlando. So he's a Florida boy, born and bred. Uh, I just, you know, thought it was a terrific pick. Uh, you know, I wish them and Blake Bortles all the best. I think it could be a very, very uh, good marriage. And, and more importantly, make the Jaguars more interesting and relevant. Um, the Patriots pick. I'm here in Boston, 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium as I speak. And uh, so their pick was interesting. Uh, Dominique Easley at number 29. Uh, interesting because, you know, two ACLs. Uh, he only played three games his senior year. He seems to be a very impressive young man, you know, you know, to say the least. Um, but, frankly, the pick reminds me of Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. Obviously, he dropped in the draft a few years back because he had had back surgery out at Arizona uh, in his college days. And, you know, it just caused me to reflect uh, what to make of Gronk. I mean, how would you consider his career when he's been on the field? He's been uh, literally unstoppable. Um, which is a bold statement to say in the National Football League. But he's also, you know, been getting injured with more and more frequency. No need to hear. We all know that. So, uh, you know, interesting just to quickly look back on the history of Gronk. But that's the first thing I thought of when I when they picked uh, Dominic Easley. And by the way, Tom Brady showed up unexpectedly at the Patriots draft party last night, spoke to the crowd. I thought it was great. Good for him. He, uh, I, I, let me just throw in there that Brady seems to be more and more, you know, uh, around, for lack of a better word, on the uh, here in Boston. You just he's just more and more uh, seen see, seen on the street, shall we say? Which is great. He sold his house out in Bel Air there, apparently to Dr. Dre for forty million. But they're building a beautiful new home, again, about less than a half an hour from where I'm broadcasting from, 
right near Bob Craft in Brookline, Massachusetts, uh, Bob Craft's home. So it looks like the Brady Bunch is laying some roots down here in New England. Uh, I cannot, uh, I can think of, you know, uh, no other reason why that all of a sudden they're more prominent on the Boston scene, shall we say, and doing things like showing up at the draft party unexpectedly. It's great. Uh, maybe Boston's won him over and he's become a true Bostonian, which uh, we all would love. My low light of the week was the NBA playoffs in that and the blowouts we've been seeing here in round two after uh, – you know, some of the, maybe the greatest round one in NBA playoff history. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm flipping around to these games and, you know, be it San Antonio blowing out Portland or Miami blowing out Brooklyn, you know, it's literally by the end of the first quarter, you just know it's going to be a blowout and that pretty much eliminates the viewing of that for the evening. Uh, the other two series, Indiana-Washington has been pretty good, as has L.A. and Oklahoma. But we got spoiled in the first round because every single series, it seemed, was great, uh, except, of course, the Miami sweeping the Bobcats. But that aside, um, not loving these blowouts. Hopefully it changes uh, in Portland and Brooklyn, and those two teams uh, you know, make some noise. My bizarre story of the week was Matt Fraser last night scoring the overtime game-winning goal in Montreal in the pivotal game for really a must-win for the Bruins down 2-1 in his first ever playoff game. I mean, just literally caught up from Providence, the Bruins minor league team, two days ago, like Wednesday. Um, And to score, you know, the... Overtime game-winning goal is just really, uh, it's a fairy tale. There's no other way to say it. Just great stuff. Good for him. Uh, throughout the game, which I was switching back and forth with the draft, but I was, you know, you, we were hearing this name, Matt Fraser, and everybody's kind of wondering who he is. I think he played 14 games this year for the team. So, you know, just great stuff. And... Uh, we got a series now, that's for sure. Bruins back with home ice advantage, and uh, and the NHL playoffs continue to be uh, among the best things in sports, period. No other way to say that. And now, as my former co-host, Lemont Williams from Outside the Huddle, likes to say, it's time to take our pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. 
We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 Three four six nine one four four, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we typically have guests, and on the line is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, and live from New York City, where he was at round one of the draft last night. So I'm sure he has lots of great stuff for us. And A.P., thank you for taking the time to join us. I know how busy you must be after... Being in Radio City Music Hall last night. Oh, John, it's my pleasure to be here. Really enjoyed the event as always. I'm sure. Well, we had a couple Alabama picks, which I know is right in your wheelhouse in round one. But as I said in the first segment, for me, watching last night, the best moment, if you will, of the draft was when Dallas picked and Manziel was available, and they didn't pick him. But you know, as Roger. Goodell walked to the podium. I, 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 that, for me, was the moment of drama. So I have to ask, what was it like inside Radio City when that was occurring? And furthermore, was that like the most dramatic moment for you being inside the, inside the hall? Yes, John. You heard all the, the chatter throughout the week about Jerry Jones and the Johnny Manziel marriage possibly occurring. And then when the commissioner went to the podium and announced the offensive lineman from Notre Dame, Zach Martin, the whole crowd was just mystified. And uh, you, you could sense it. And, and at that point, you're, you're thinking, how long will Johnny football sit? But uh, I think the Cleveland Browns, they maybe they did their homework and they felt it. He might slide all the way down to them at 22, and sure enough, they got their man, Johnny Football, number 22. But that was the most dramatic moment. Everybody was waiting with anticipation. I mean, the 
team in Texas and drafting a Texas A&M quarterback, you would have thought that was a natural considering that Tony Romo is, is uh, up in age right now. Yeah, up in age with two back surgeries. Uh, John Gruden, as always, who's just great, I think. But he said it perfectly last night as the, as the Cowboys were on the clock. You know, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is arguably the most important position in American sports. I would say maybe, you know, the only other thing I'd put close to it would be center fielder for the New York Yankees, literally. Um, and so I thought he just nailed it. And again, I just thought, you know, uh, first of all, I don't think anybody realistically, I didn't ever thought Manziel was going to be around at 16 for the Cowboys to pick. But when he was, I said, oh, this is just a total slam dunk. Jerry Jones is, you know, (laughs) if ever there was a marriage made in heaven, it's Jerry Jones, (laughs) carnival barker, with the most compelling football player in the draft in years. You know, it just seemed too perfect. I couldn't believe it. And then when they didn't take him, I was even more shocked. I was shocked he was available and then shocked they didn't take him. Yeah, John, he's the, the, one of the greatest uh, marketers in American sports history. Bingo. Jones. And well said. It, 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 and, and Johnny Football, that Elvis of college football, you're thinking that if no other reason, he could sell tickets forever. And, and for them to draft uh, an offensive tackle from Notre Dame, I just was puzzled by the whole move completely and you know you said it perfectly one of the greatest marketing minds in american sports history and johnny manzel is again one of the greatest products to market and i use product i mean football player in america in nfl history without a doubt coming out of college and for that not to happen we're shocking i mean i'm no cowboys fan let's just let's just say that but uh, I actually, as the moment was drawing near in that, you know, 10 minutes of the Cowboys being in the clock as I'm just basically <laughs> thinking, what's it going to be like with Manziel when Manziel is drafted by the Cowboys and he's the Cowboys quarterback? And I was imagining it and thinking, like, it's, it's just going to be it's going to be fun. You, it'll be complete overload and everything else and America's team and all of it. But. Again, will it make more life life more interesting, which is what you and I care about and the rest of the media? Yes. So by the time Roger walked to the podium, I was totally on board with Manziel <laughs> as the Cowboys quarterback. I really was. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you can envision the star on the helmet and him, him running around a la Roger Staubach looking for a receiver. It, and, John, you know, Jerry uh, Jones, his his personal background is as a wildcatter in the oil business, a uh, person that w- is willing to take humongous risks for Correct. for great games. And you would think you would have thought that he he would have delved into this and and he can have find a suitable replacement for Tony Romo, not only as an athlete but as uh, someone to be the brand, you know, the face of their brand. Yes, and, and even, you know, I mean, Johnny has, I don't know if I'd go as far as to call it a bad boy image, but, you know, he, you know, he likes to party. Let's just say that, and uh, we all know that. That's, that's what makes him kind of endearing. 
And that's part of the Cowboys history and culture as well. It just is, you know, for better or worse, you know, Michael <laughs> Irvin, the White House, all of it. I mean, you know, Jerry knew, Jerry Jones has always been what I call, you know, just the classic case of, you know, bad news is better than no news. As long as you're being talked about, that's fine, even if it's bad. And he's, he's always been that guy to me. He's, he has said that. He has said as much. Yeah, he 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 has a uh, a Teflon surface when it comes to anything disruptive or some, some bad story about the Cowboys or him personally. And John, it's, it's funny when you're writing the Johnny Football story, and he played at Texas A&M in state, the Lone Star State, and you're thinking he's going to play for the Texans or the Cowboys. You just don't think he's going to end up on the Lake Erie in Cleveland. Well, exactly, and uh, you know, it's. And I'm glad you mentioned Roger Staubach because you know that was the other thing I hadn't thought about it before. But again, in the ten minutes of the Cowboys on the clock last night, that I did think of that. I thought, you know, this guy Johnny Manziel is a lot like Roger Staubach with that scrambling style. You know, I mean, you, you might not ever have two more opposite human beings, but. On the field, they have a similar style. Great scramblers, obviously. A lot of plays with their feet. Innovative. You know, Roger was captain comeback. You know, certainly a phrase that you could kind of apply to Manziel. Uh, so, yeah, just really uh, shocking, but uh, entertaining to boot. I mean, again, so let me just close out this segment by just asking you again. You were there. Was that... Was that the coolest moment, or was it maybe when the Browns passed on them with their first pick in the first round when they passed on Manzo? What was, like, the coolest moment since I've been there, covered a couple drafts, so I know what it can be like with sort of, a, you know, the, the buzz in the crowd, shall we say. Yeah, I would think, John, the first moment with Cleveland, you were surprised, okay, that they selected a defensive back. But when the Cowboys passed, it was a, a moment of deflation because I think you're excited. You wanted to see him playing with Jerry Jones' team. So I think the Cowboys moment was the biggest highlight of the first round. Interesting. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you say that since, uh, you, you know, I kind of assumed it was. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, I um, – I basically said as much in the first segment, but I, like millions and millions of others, big ratings I hear last night, by the way, you, you know, felt that that's what it was from watching it on TV. But you were there. You would know best. And uh, so I'm glad to hear you reaffirm that that was the pretty obvious choice for that best moment of the draft. Yeah, there's no question in my mind that I don't think there's anything close except, like I said, that Cleveland moment, the initial uh, defensive back selection all right well why don't we uh why don't we take our break here and then we have a lot more to go into including you know who did draft johnny manzel it was the browns what does that mean plus obviously i want to talk to uh talk to you about you know your perspective on the alabama picks uh you know get your thoughts any chance houston texans take aj mccarron tonight with the first pick of the second round so we'll get into all that on the other side Find 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Lockdown coverage. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one. 888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., you were at the draft last night, as we discussed in the previous segment, in uh, Radio City Music Hall, and we talked about Johnny Manziel not going to the Cowboys, but he did go to the Browns, and... uh, what are your thoughts on Johnny Manziel uh, going to the Browns? Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going to start over once again. They have this history of, of drafting quarterbacks that they don't never reach their potential. I mean, you can go over the long list, beginning with maybe you had mentioned Tim Couch and Colt McCoy, Brandon Whedon, and, and so here's an, another one that's trying to make a splash in the city by the lake. So... I think, John, maybe you heard this statistic that the NFL hasn't drafted somebody under six feet in the first round as a quarterback since maybe Ted March or Broder or something like that in, 19, that, in that the 1950s. 1950s. I don't know if I heard that correctly. but You did. But but, but Johnny is, the, is a unique athlete, and then he has huge hands. And I mean, if you, you know somebody who wear, who's a six-footer and wears size 15 shoes, you don't come across somebody with those um, athletic traits. And the, those huge hands are, are a big plus in my mind for a quarterback. And Johnny's able to move in and out of the pocket to find the clear pathway to make the throws. So it, it'd be, it'd be uh, you know, exciting for Cleveland Browns fans. And, and how many quarterbacks have you known in college have had those statistics in the toughest league supposedly in the country? So I'm sure he'll do well, but he needs some supporting cast. 
to, you know, complete that, that, um, you know, the progression for their team to get better. Yes, well, he's off to a good start with really a compelling wide receiver in Josh Gordon, one of the best in the NFL last season. I saw him in person at Gillette Stadium against the Patriots, and he's pretty special. But, you know, I, I'm glad you mentioned the hands because when I think of big hands, what I think of is, you know, Rajon Rondo for the Celtics and as someone who has watched him up close and personal for uh, throughout his career, he just is fascinating to watch. There's no other way to say it. I've said it many times in this show that, you know, I've seen him do things that I've never seen anybody else do. And, you, you know, entertaining beyond belief. And maybe, you know, Johnny Manziel, he could do a lot worse than following in Rondo's footsteps as far as causing people to say exactly what I just said. Like, you can't take your eyes off the guy when he's on the field. And uh, Rondo, again, has the hands of, like, a seven-footer. And Manziel is pretty similar to that. John, it's a distinct advantage. And as you said, when you watch these athletes with abilities, and one of the the traits that contributes to their success is the size of their hands. I mean, Joe Namath had humongous hands as well. I mean, Dr. J, those are some athletes from the past that come to mind besides uh, what you just mentioned. So, yeah, Johnny Football, uh, you, you know, I would have taken a chance at him, uh, but Cleveland, they're the ones who made the decision, and he was the uh, second quarterback taken. So I'm sure the NFL is, is – uh, you know, with bated breath to see what happens when Johnny Football takes the field next year. Yes, yes. Well, you know, uh, one other thing I think that Rondo and Manziel have in common are creativity and cleverness. And, you know, you throw that on a quarterback or a point guard and with the, to go with the big hands, the unique physical aspect, and you've got something special. And, you know, I haven't really drawn the parallel between those two. But, you know, I, I think there could be one. Time will tell. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I think everybody, really, just about everybody, even a Steeler fan, someone who grew up in Pittsburgh like myself, <laughs> yeah. has a soft spot for the Browns. The way they moved out of Cleveland, you know, in the middle of the night. No, that was Indianapolis, excuse me. Cleveland was Art Modell, and that was much more yeah. bold moving down the road to to Baltimore, but I, you know, since they were reborn in Cleveland as the Browns, of course, in 99, they've just been awful, and I just think, you know, they're, they're such a traditional franchise, kind of the, quote, original six, like the NHL, um, I, I just, you know, who, who doesn't like the Browns? Nobody doesn't like the Browns, because there's nothing, been nothing not to like, you know? I think even Steeler fans, hardcore Steeler fans, and what I say is the best rivalry in NFL history... <laughs> would enjoy the Browns being better rather than just irrelevant. It's no fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the history of the Cleveland Browns, the, the Paul Brown, and then the Jim Brown, I mean, Art Modell, and, and all, all the uh, things he did with Paul Warfield. And Otto Graham. Things, Otto Graham, I mean, through history. I mean, there's, those guys are immortals. Uh, total. Total you know, immortals. You, know, uh, you see that team at the bottom of the barrel. You sure you have a, there's a soft spot. You, you want to see them performing in the dog pound. They have such 
rambunctious fans and you know it was, it's great when the league has the Cleveland Browns that are winning you know and they can challenge the Steelers and vice versa that rivalry and Cincinnati and it, it's fantastic for the whole sport yes and you know I'm glad you mentioned the dog pound I mean that's you know that's going to be wonderful and you know Johnny, to his credit, again, a true marketer like Jerry Jones. I mean, he said something like last night, like, hello, dog pound or whatever. He acknowledged him in his post-draft comments. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a better league if the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, are relevant. I really do. And and I I just think everybody would enjoy seeing it. And I, I got the feeling it's going to be the beginning of a fun ride. I mean, who knows? But... One thing I do know, you and I have talked a lot about Johnny Manziel in the last year and a half. That's for darn sure. So, and we're not alone, to put it mildly. No, John, I think the conversation will continue uh, till his career ends. Yes, I mean, you know, I think you and I and millions of others would say right now, whatever game, you know, whenever the first game is that he's on TV... Again, he has that rare quality. It's appointment television. You know, if, if that schedule, if that NBC, whatever, whenever it is, you know, I mean, we can watch with Red Zone and everything, but whatever big first national game that's available to the masses with the Cleveland Browns in it and if Menzel is starting uh, or, you know, a, a legit chance of playing, it's going to draw huge ratings. It, it will be appointment television. There, I don't think there's any disputing that. No, and I think like all these other quarterbacks the Browns have drafted in the past, Johnny's going to put on a show. Yeah, he's enough of a novelty that, you know, and granted, a lot of people will tune in to see that first game with him at the Browns that's available to the masses, wanting, watching, hoping maybe that he'll fail because he certainly has that potential as well. So that's what makes him that really unique talent that, you know, but puts him in the rarefied air. And uh, the best thing you can say about anybody in sports is, you know, appointment television. It reminds me of when Manny Ramirez with the Red Sox at the height of their, you know, 2004 comeback glory and all that first World Series. When he came to the plate, you stopped what you were doing and you watched, and, and you put yourself in front of a television. It was just that simple. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll continue to always be checking on him, just like you said. Whenever he's on, I'll I'll be I, I can't can't resist the temptation to turn the dial to find to find Johnny football. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, let's turn to others. Uh, well, let me just quickly say I really liked the Jacksonville Blake Bortles pick a lot. You know, born and bred Florida guy from the University of Central Florida. I wasn't expecting it. I think I, like many, were probably thinking, you know, they need to take a quarterback that's relevant, i.e. Manziel, formerly Tebow, who's a native of the Jacksonville area. But, you know, I, I just thought it was a great pick. You know, I, I just, the minute they said it, I was like, aha, like, yeah, like, why didn't I think of that? Of course, perfect. And uh, But I didn't hear a lot of chatter of Jacksonville picking Bortles in advance. I don't know if you did. No, no, I didn't, John, but I would say he's a Hollywood casting type of selection, big, yes. strong, 6'5", 
six foot five or so, two thirty, can run around, like you say, from the central Florida area, and just sort of go back the road slightly northeast. And it, it, you know, maybe that was a safer pick in their mind than than Johnny Football. Yeah, and it's legitimate too. Um, we had been hearing a lot that if the Texans went quarterback, they would probably go Bortles over Manziel, but. It is kind of ironic because everything that you can say now about Blake Bortles, Florida bread, blah, 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 is exactly what we've all been saying for years about Tebow going to the Jaguars. So hats off to the Jaguars. It's like they got it. They got their man with probably less risk, almost assuredly less risk than would have, you know, come with Tebow. Yeah, he's a quality football player. I mean, he led Central uh, University of Central Florida over some big-time teams and, you know, didn't have as much talent, I'm sure, as those other rosters. So he, he's someone who can rally uh, a group of men to, to victory. Yes, yes. You know, I think I saw the, you know, I've seen enough of him, interviews, what have you, Gruden, that yeah, I've grown to like the guy, and he is right out of central casting. He's getting compared, obviously, with Roethlisberger. But he's very likable. Uh, I'll never forget the day he went into Penn State and led University of Central Florida over Penn State, uh, something that, you know, was pretty surprising at the time, to say the least. But, no, he took them to heights they've never gotten to before. So I like that pick. But now let's get into, you know, your wheelhouse, which is the Alabama pick. Uh, you know, ha-ha, Clinton Dix went in the first round. Um, I know the, the, the linebacker went in the first round. Um, was it, was that it just two or? Yeah, just two of the three that were in New York were drafted in the first round, John. Um, CJ Mosley, the linebacker, Ozzie Newsom of the Baltimore Ravens have spoken of, uh, drafting an inside linebacker and, and I don't think their card it took very long to fill out his name, and they passed it up to the podium. And I know they were thrilled to have C.J. Mosley. He's a, an outstanding uh, inside linebacker with the capability to play on the outside uh, in the wheel position. He's not a overly thick uh, player, but he, he does. Uh, he's a tackling machine. Uh, the first time I ever saw him, John, was at a jamboree in Foley, Alabama. And he just roamed sideline to sideline making tackles, and he was a, a textbook tackler. And then he's a ball hog, too, John. He he intercepted three passes at Alabama, returned them all for touchdowns, and he holds the school record with Antonio Lincoln from the linebacker position. So that, that was a, a unique quality that he's so versatile. He can He's good in coverage, and he can uh, – you know, critical. He can help with the run run situation as well. So they're getting a good, smart football player, low maintenance, good leader, quiet, leads by example. Uh, I think the the Ravens will be uh, satisfied with that selection. Uh, the funny thing about it, his player that he liked as a youngster was Ray Lewis. Wow, uh, that's great because it was Ray Lewis who was talking about him and excited about the pick last night. Uh, he's a game changer. You know, when I think of him, basically, C.J. Mosley, I think, you know, pretty much every game I watched him play in, he was the best defensive player on the field, period, every single time. 
Um, a game changer, without a doubt. Uh, a presence whose name you heard often throughout games. Yeah, John, he was a contributor as a freshman. He, you know, he led the team in tackles as a junior and senior. And uh, just a little history lesson, he's the 10th Alabama linebacker to be chosen in the first round. The first one dates back to Leroy Jordan in 63 with the Cowboys, who was also good against the run and intercepted quite a few passes as an NFL linebacker. Yes, Leroy Jordan. There's a household name. Everybody knows that name, whoever whoever followed football uh, to any degree. So, great. Well, we, are, we need to talk about a couple more Alabama players on the other side, but why don't we take our final break, and then we'll do the final segment afterwards. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is AP Stedham of Bama Magazine. And before we talk with AP, I want to just say that my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing would have to be the draft. However, uh, you know, the NHL and NBA playoffs are equally compelling, uh, especially from my point of view up here in Boston. Canadians, Bruins, and a pivotal Game 5 tomorrow night, Saturday night in Boston. The city's already rocking. From uh, for that game, uh, especially following last night's uh, impressive Game Four victory over Montreal in Montreal to uh, even the series of two-two, so going to be a great weekend of sports. The way it's been a great couple of weeks, uh, but AP, uh, we talked about uh, CJ Mosley going in uh, the first round and another Alabama player, you cover the team, that went last night was Haha Clinton Dix to the Green Bay Packers. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, that was a, a good selection by the Packers because they were looking to replace a former all-pro safety, Nick Collins, that had a career-ending injury a few years ago. So Haha Clinton Dix is going to get every opportunity to fill that void. And Ha Ha is a you know ball hawk and good sure tackler and what's described as a three level type safety. He can roam the secondary, 
come up for run support and also blitz. So he, he's a valued commodity in a league that's dominated by the Pats. Well, the position of safety is suddenly uh, prominent with the success of the Seahawks, so uh, that's a good pick. Now, let me ask you this. A.J. McCarron, tonight the Houston Texans, of course, have the first pick of the second round. They'll be starting it off tonight, as they did last night. Uh, They need a quarterback, it's obvious. Uh, There's a few good ones available, and A.J. McCarron, I would consider one of them, Bill O'Brien, the brand-new head coach, literally the quarterback guru, as in Tom Brady, Coach Tom Brady up here in New England. Need I say more? Um, what do you think? Do you, is there any chance that they take A.J. McCarron tonight above some of the other names, but not big names? You know, John, you mentioned a great point. Is there anybody who has the full knowledge of and, and understands a Tom Brady-type quarterback in exactly. Bill O'Brien. And A.J. McCarron has been described, even by myself, as Brady-esque. So if he's not selected by the Texans in that second round, and if he happens to fall in the second round to the third, maybe maybe he'll, you know, there'll be a marriage made in the third round with the Texans with Bill O'Brien if he feels that... AJ has those type of qualities as Tom Brady. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I literally never thought of that comparison until I, I uttered the words moments moments ago. Tom Brady and AJ in the same sentence, and I just hadn't looked at it that way until I said it. Now that I've said it, there is a bit of a match there, and Bill O'Brien would be the first person to recognize that. Obviously a proven winner. And, you know, last night I saw Nick Saban interviewing with Chris Berman and John Gruden half an hour or so before the draft began. And, well, he really sung the praises of A.J. And, frankly, it was maybe the best Nick Saban interview I've ever seen. He was like a proud father, totally relaxed, very candid, very interesting. It was just vintage Nick Saban, as good as I've ever seen. And most of it was him describing A.J. McCarron and just really saying some things I hadn't, look, I hadn't looked at it from this way, which is simply that, you know, he always did whatever he was asked, but he always would have been able to do more had he needed to. And I just found that to be a fascinating perspective on A.J. McCarron from, of all people, Nick Saban. Yeah, a lot of times, John, when you're evaluating a player, for instance, I guess you can use the analogy that when Michael Jordan was at North Carolina, he scored a certain amount of points in Dean Smith's system. But the, the bright people saw beyond his career at North Carolina. I don't know if they envisioned him being the greatest player of all time, but they realized he was more than, let's say, a 15, 17-point-per-game score, 20-point score. And so that's similar when you're evaluating these quarterbacks. What, are they, have been, what have they been asked to do at their universities and for their offensive coordinators. Maybe there's more. You know, I, and I think that was also with somebody like Cam Newton. When, I, when he was being drafted, I heard people say, well, they didn't ask him to do very much. Well, Carolina saw fit to draft him, and he turned out quite well. He's doing more than just what he did at Auburn, actually, in making certain decisions. And so I think A.J., he, he was the game manager savant, I call him, and he always did what he was 
asked and, and, and did it quite well. Matter of fact, maybe the best in Alabama school history. So, yeah. uh, you know, I just believe that if you put them on a team that plays good defense and has a, some type of running attack and halfway decent receivers, AJ, you, you win a lot of ball games and, and, and he's been clutch in vital, you know, vital games and you know, big games for Alabama. Yeah, he really has, you know, he, he, and he has a couple of signature plays. I mean, real signature moments of, uh, you know, fourth quarter bombs to win games, what have you, uh, you know, so again, he, he's, he's done some pretty impressive things throughout his career. Now I'm trying to think, I know Derek Carr is still available. They were incessantly showing last night, uh, Derek Carr, surrounded by a lot of people in his family room, you know, friends and family, uh, you know, not getting picked. It was awkward. (laughs) Um, And, you know, there are a couple other names, but am I missing any big names? Obviously, you know, Blake Bortles, Teddy Bridgewater, chosen with the last pick of the night by the Vikings. Like that move, by the way. And, uh, but, you know. Are there any other big quarterback names that you well, know, well, there, Bill O'Brien? There was a quarterback from Eastern Illinois who was all, also grouped in with AJ and Garoppolo and Blake Bortles and uh, Johnny Manziel. So, how is it Garoppolo or one, only other uh, those, those teams and AJ that I could think of that were near the top of the list for quarterbacks? Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Is that his name? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're not missing anybody. Boy, you know, as we, it makes me think that, you know, and hopefully we have a, you heard it here first moment, but I suddenly am thinking, you know, and I'm, I'll certainly be tuned in that, yeah, A.J. McCarron could be the first pick of the second round. I could, I could absolutely see Bill O'Brien, who I've studied up close and personal, obviously not only here in New England, but needless to say at Penn State, uh, Boy, that just feels like a match as, as we kind of hash it out here. Uh, I, I could see it. Could you see it? Yeah, I could see the, the personalities uh, fitting together. AJ has a chip on his shoulder, plays with a lot of fire. Yep. And, and, uh, he's I a winner. That would, could you know, be a good marriage. Yeah, he's a winner, too. Right. Yeah, I, I could see it. I, I just ha- I'm able to visualize quite easily. You know, Bill O'Brien and A.J. McCarron on the sideline, a la Belichick and Brady, uh, you know, dissecting defenses, which is, I think, a way of saying, I think they have a very similar football intellect that might go well together. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And probably be a good fit, A.J. They probably wouldn't throw him into the fire right away. Correct, correct. Well, now I'm excited for the second round. (laughs) And I know you are... Going to be heading there within the hour. So, how about as we close the break here at under a minute to go? What are you looking for tonight? Yeah, well, that's my prime prime uh, focus. Is where is AJ? Where will he land? That's okay, the most intrigued for me because I've followed him all these years and uh, you know his family and uh, was was with him at the Maxwell Award and and so I'm really curious to see where he'll end up in this draft. Me too as are many others. Uh, so i got to ask you as we close the show here, is Catherine Webb going to be there tonight, do you know? 
His oh, fiance? No, no, no they're, they're actually, uh, uh, AJ was going to hold a party at his uncle's house, uh, from what I've, I've gathered, but, uh, no, they won't be that. That would, that would have been quite the spectacle. So AJ is not in New York. He's not in New York. He's, he's sure not. Okay. Well, as always, you have the latest AP, so thank you. We appreciate your perspective. Wonderful and enjoy tonight and tomorrow in Radio City Music Hall. Well, thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. Look forward to next week. Thank you. Great stuff. And uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.